Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello friends, pro-life leader Frank Pavone here. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture reflections together in this season of Advent for 2023. Uh, We are going to put ourselves in the presence of the Lord. Feel free to leave your prayer intentions as usual in the comments. We'll all pray for one another and we'll pray for our deepened commitment to following Christ and to building the kingdom of life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we place ourselves in your presence today. Forgive all our sins. Forgive us for uh, what we have done and what we have failed to do. Set us on a new path today of faithfulness to you and to your word, which now we ask you to help us understand more deeply, live more faithfully, and proclaim more effectively through Christ our Lord. Amen. It is Advent and we have many beautiful prophecies from Isaiah and others, so this reading is from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On that day a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide, but he shall judge the poor with justice, and decide aright for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Justice shall be the band around his waist, and faithfulness a belt upon his hips. Then the wolf shall be a guest of the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the young lion shall browse together with a little child to guide them. The cow and the bear shall be neighbors, together their young shall rest. The lion shall eat hay like the ox. The baby shall play by the cobra's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lair. There shall be no harm or ruin on all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as water covers the sea. On that day the root of Jesse, set up as a signal for the nations, the Gentiles shall seek out, for his dwelling shall be glorious. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Advent is the season of the coming of the Lord. His coming was proclaimed by all the prophets. And as we see today, and we will see throughout these next three weeks, the prophecies of His coming fill the Advent readings. Prophecies that talk about justice and faithfulness of God, righteousness and how He saves His people from their sins, And prophecies that even speak about the transformation of nature, 
Because remember, as we've said uh, many times before, sin destroys things in all directions. It destroys our relationship with God, with one another, with ourselves, and also with created nature. The imbalances in nature, the evils that we see, are all ultimately the result of the original rebellion against God that our first parents committed and that set all of us at enmity with God. But the cross of Christ, of course, is what heals that enmity. But that's why you see in a prophecy like this about the wolf and the lamb existing peacefully with each other instead of the wolf devouring the lamb. The leopard and the kid, the calf and the young lion browsing together. No harm, no, no, no evil, no destruction or violence in nature. Everything in harmony. A sign that every relationship of us to nature, of us to ourselves, of us to one another, of us with God is set right by the one who comes, Christ Jesus. And when he comes, he gives us his Holy Spirit. Isaiah here is prophesying about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of Christ. The Spirit that shall rest on Christ is whom? Is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Think about his baptism at the Jordan. He comes up out of the water and what happens? The dove comes down from the sky. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon him. But Christ is the head of the body of the church. So who else... Upon whom else does the Spirit of the Lord rest? As, as, as portrayed by Pentecost, when those tongues of flame came to rest on the heads of all the apostles, that same Spirit of the same Lord rests upon us. Because we are Christ, the body, united with the head. And that Spirit brings His sevenfold gifts. The Spirit brings wisdom and understanding and knowledge. These are all gifts that help us see things from God's perspective and understand the truths of our faith and understand created reality, counsel and uh, fear of the Lord, and strength. We make the right kind of decisions. We persevere in difficulties. These are just some of the, the fruits that the Holy Spirit gives us. Advent can be considered, because God is one in three persons, and the Spirit rests upon the Lord who comes and upon us, we can consider Advent to be a cry for the coming of the Holy Spirit too. It's a coming of, of God in all His fullness, of Christ and of the Spirit of Christ, of the Spirit of Christ and all the gifts of the Spirit. And one of these is that He helps us understand the dignity of human life. Helps us understand everything. But the Spirit of the Lord helps us understand rightly the value of our own life and of the lives of others. And that's why it says here, He shall not judge by appearance or hearsay. Now we were talking about this the other day when we talked about the drowsiness of the heart where you would start setting or rearranging your priorities based on what other people think about something rather than based on the wisdom that God is giving directly to you. You're not going to be judged by other people in the end. You're going to be judged by the God who equips you with the proper understanding. So He has equipped us with the proper understanding of the dignity of life. And we judge the dignity of life based on the truth of justice, not on hearsay or appearance. You know, I often say, you know, this is the word of the Lord, right? But it, does, it looks like 
any other book. The book doesn't have a glow. It doesn't levitate. You take the, the bread after the consecration at Mass. It becomes the body of Christ. Still looks and feels and tastes and smells like bread. Not by appearance shall he judge. You look at the child in the womb. Well, the child in the womb actually does look like a child. But the earlier you go, the more confused one could be. When we say this is a human being from conception, certainly doesn't look like one. But not by appearance shall he judge, but by the truth that is in the human person created in God's image. Not by hearsay shall he decide, but shall judge it right for the lands afflicted. Because the afflicted are often afflicted by hearsay. I've shown you and I've talked to you about the book by Professor William Brennan. Dehumanizing the Vulnerable When Word Games Take Lives. And it talks about how groups of people who have been oppressed, eliminated, been victims of genocide and Holocaust throughout the ages are victimized first by language. Before they're victimized by gas chambers or bullets, they're victimized by words. He shall not judge by hearsay. In other words, what does somebody else say about these people? What does somebody filled with prejudice or racism say about our black brothers and sisters, for example? What about those who are filled with racism and prejudice towards the unborn? What do they say about them? They're non-persons. It's a piece of tissue. It's a clump of cells. It's not equal to the rest of us. It's not deserving of constitutional rights. It's a baby if you say it's a baby. It's up to your choice. Not by hearsay shall he decide. And therefore, if by the Spirit of the Lord that rests upon Christ... He judges by the truth that is justice, that is, this is who the human being is, a child of God, rather than by hearsay what other people think or how other people denigrate that child or the prejudice expressed in the degrading language used by others. If he shall not decide by hearsay, but rather by justice, then so will we. This is a gift of Advent, the welcoming of every human life and the acknowledgement of who they are in justice, not by hearsay. Let's resist hearsay. Notice how this reading says that God will slay the wicked, not with a physical sword, not with bombs or tanks, but with a word. Of course, Because Advent is preparing us to celebrate the fact that the Word became flesh. God made all things by speaking. These prophecies tell us finally, as we read them throughout Advent, we know that they've been fulfilled, right? So in one sense, we're reminding ourselves of the whole history of God's preparing for the coming of the Savior. But we're also reading them to speak about the present and the future. Because the same God who promised these things and showed how faithful He is by fulfilling them is still faithful today. As the reading says, faithfulness is the belt around His hips. Faithfulness of God is what Advent is proclaiming. Look how faithful God has been through the centuries. He promised not to leave us under the dominion of sin and death. His coming of the Savior was announced by all the prophets. And lo and behold, Christ Jesus is born. 
He will be faithful to His promises about the second coming of Christ as well. That the current evils under which we labor, even though we are the body of Christ, even though we already have the Spirit, even though, as Paul says, we are already seated with Him in the high places, still we must suffer and die in this world. These promises to us of salvation and resurrection and redemption and the triumph of all good and truth and justice will come true because it's the same God marked by that faithfulness as a belt around His hips. Faithfulness. Brothers and sisters, Let's let these prophecies really inspire us, delight us, help us recommit ourselves to the God who comes. Let us pray. Lord God, we, we rejoice in the fulfillment of your prophecies. And we rejoice in the harmony, the peace, the justice that the coming of Christ brings. We ask, Lord, that in our day, the light of this coming, the word of this truth about the dignity of human life will slay the wicked. You said you would defeat the wicked by the breath of your mouth. So let that breath come into our mouths too as we speak words of affirmation and equality, justice and praise and protection and welcome and celebration of the dignity of the life of every human person, including the children in the womb. Lord, we ask true that this word of prophet, prophecy, this promise of fulfillment and salvation will come to all of us as you answer all our prayers. Take heed of the voices of supplication, Lord, that are lifted up to you today in our hearts and in the comments, in all the prayer intentions and needs that we have. Lord, we pray for one another and we know that you are the God marked by faithfulness. You are the God who will come to us yet again. We pray now in the words that Jesus gave us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thank you very much, friends. Happy Advent. We'll talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priests for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. 
To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.